This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So, yeah, so we're up here uh, at BMG, big-time uh, record uh, label, which is rare these days. Yeah. Talking to uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, which is very, very cool. And <laughs> we did meet one other time before uh, at Dream Theater. Oh, my God, Grove. you're right. That was That's a long right. time ago. A long time ago with, Holy crap. Uh, with John Petrucci, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Dream Theater fan? Yeah, no, they were a, a big band for me, like, like uh, growing up and learning how to just be a better musician for sure the drumming really helped me a lot well so because you play like in the new record mammoth 2 which is a killer record we're going to talk about <laughs> it and just to jump right in you play everything on this record yeah yeah every every mammoth album so far it's all it's all me all two of them <laughs> all two of them <laughs> <laughs> still i mean dude that's 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 amazing so it's bass it's guitar it's drums it's keyboards it's singing yeah how do you do all that how do you how, which, how do you record that way? Uh, basically, we we start out. You know, if I'll have like an idea or something, and I'll make like a scratch demo on my computer, and then uh, we go up to the studio and just sort of kind of replace everything. You start with the drums, then do bass and guitar, and by the end of it, you have an album. Hmm. Are you hard on yourself when you're laying down the tracks? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm kind of a a perfectionist. You know, I just I need to make sure that it's something I can be proud of before i finish it so yeah <laughs> and you're working with with elvis yeah elvis basket he's he's the best <laughs> this comes best. from it's funny because we were talking about frank sudoris earlier and the whole slash camp yeah they're, they're devout basket elvis basket fans yeah it's one big happy family i think between us and the slash camp and alter bridge and uh, mark tremani and everybody it's you know uh, and even seven dust too it's like uh elvis has just amassed this big family of people that that trust him because he's so great I mean, obviously, you need that type of an element when you're doing a record where you're basically in charge of everything. You got to have somebody like we always call like the principal. Yeah. So, so our guy is Johnny Andrews. Johnny Andrews is the principal. Whatever mm -hmm. he says goes. Even if you don't believe it or, or necessarily agree with it, yeah. someone's got to lead the ship. Exactly, and that's that's Elvis for sure. You know, especially with our situation where it's just me recording everything. You know, he kind of is that other voice. He's like the other half of the band in the mm -hmm. studio because he's also a really talented musician in his own right so he can he can really help out with everything so he's kind of you know he he fills that slot of that you know that push and pull of having you know band members and stuff mm. 
So did you record here in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, I recorded at 5150. That's crazy. I mean, obviously, the, the studio that, that Ed built. Mm-hmm. How was that for you recording there, you know, with, with everything that's gone down over the last few years? Uh, it's great. It feels like uh, it's like my duty to, to be there and to fill that place with music. To continue on the, the lineage, right? Yeah, exactly. So so is it still pretty much the same as, as it's always been? Or is it, did you have to upgrade it? Yeah, upgrade it. got a new board and, and, and everything, but it's, it's very much the same vibe. Like, I didn't want to upgrade it and and you know get rid of the the vibe of it all i mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that it's still you know the same parquet floors and every scratch that's there has been there <laughs> since since the 80s you know yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. very important that it still is lives and breathes as it as it always has just now it works to the best of its ability mm-hmm. so a couple of the tunes that I, that's the, we talk about take a bow mm-hmm. um i liked right it's very very that's cool. one of my favorite songs um it's it's great because what you're playing is 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 very very cool, modern rock radio music, <laughs> right? Which at first I'm sure, and trust me, dude, we've been through. It, we can discuss, <laughs> yeah. You know, but I, I find that your style of songwriting it's heavy, but there's a real cool melodic side to it, and not all the not all the songs are, are just stompers. You know, there's some real good variety there. Yeah, that's I think that's what's most important to me is that even if a song is really heavy, melody is 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 like key to me. I think that's the mm-hmm. one through line through everything is that melody is the most important thing for me when it comes to songwriting do you start your songs with a riff or with a melody usually with a riff and then when it comes to writing vocals and stuff the melody always comes first mm-hmm. talking about the record a little bit more in a second but you just got off tour also this summer as well doing the metallica shows yeah so i mean tell us a little bit about that and also too how is it when you when you record everything and then you got to kind of put together a band uh man well i when it comes to uh finding the band it, it was you know we kind of did this like auditionary process but it was really just finding them because like i knew they would be perfect i had worked with garrett so i already knew he'd be perfect and on drums and i knew frank uh and it was really uh ronnie was a recommendation a friend of a friend and he fit right away it was a matter of us just kind of getting in the same room and playing with each other rather than auditioning a bunch of people mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until the record was about to come out, and uh, I remember seeing uh, John Jordan, who who was playing with uh, Clint Lowry uh, when they were opening for Alter Bridge, and uh, he was so great. And I always knew that I wanted to get a fifth member, you know, another guitar and another voice, because there's a lot of layers, harmony wise and guitar wise. And so when we got the call to do Jimmy Kimmel, <laughs> I just I called John and we got him right in there and. Uh, and so then we finally completed the five of us of who we are now. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really, I'm really excited because they're just, uh, they're the best. It's uh, the last two years of touring has just been so wonderful with them because it's a family, you know, at first, you know, it's important that they can play and, and that they're amazing and can do everything that's required. But it's, it's even better that they're wonderful people that you can live with. <laughs> well, that's what people don't understand. You got 90 minutes on stage and 22 and a half hours of being on the bus <laughs> in each other's faces. Yeah, that's the fun part. Right. <laughs> you know, the job is everything else. Yeah. But that's the way it has to be, though. Like, I know when you're touring, for, if you just did Europe, if you guys were yeah. on one bus or two buses. No, one, all, all in one bus. And that's your crew, too? Yeah, and so sometimes the bus uh, air conditioning breaks down, and, nice. and it's really bad. <laughs> Especially in Europe, right? Yeah. But even that, because for us, too, with Fozzie, we've got five guys in the band, five crew guys. Mm-hmm. But even every crew guy has to be cool. Yeah. And that's that's a whole other thing, too. Like, everybody has to be a well-oiled machine and be cool. It's very important, not yeah. only to be good at, at the job, but to, you know, you got to be able to hang. <laughs> yeah, most importantly. Yeah. That's what we're saying. So tell us about the, about the tour that you did 
kind of overseas so far? Oh man, it was crazy. That was our our second time over in Europe, but uh, this time we were with Metallica. And already being with Metallica is just a crazy, huge honor that, you know, they want us to open for them. But then also uh, their stage is something that's very insane <laughs> to get used to. They have this so kind of explain that. Yeah, it's in the round. So it's in the center of the, of a stadium and it's this big donut of a stage. So for us and our, our baby band stuff, it's like we don't have long enough cables to be able to like, <laughs> so we were, we were forced to go wireless, which is great. But, uh, and you know, it's like, we're, we're just starting to figure out how to get comfortable on that stage. And I think by that last show, I think we've done six or seven shows with them by that very last one. We're like, okay, I think we got it now. <laughs> so like you said, you, you have to kind of travel around the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, for me, I can't cause I have a pedal board and I'm singing, uh, so luckily, you know, uh, Frank and Ronnie can kind of run around the whole stage when they're not <laughs> doing stuff and I can kind of focus on, <laughs> do they put any limits on like, can you have a mic on the other side of the stage and walk? No, no, it? we have like one side. So, so basically I can have like a mic over here on gotcha. one quarter and then another on the other side that I can go over to, but we're still just kind of figuring it out. It's very much a, a very fluid thing and they've been so wonderful with us and allowed us to try so much stuff that it's it's been really really cool they're they're great to tour with absolutely man they're they're so kind the guys are so wonderful and the crew is they're so great everybody's such a such a nice person we did a festival tour in australia with them oh that's fun awesome and there was probably i don't know let's say 20 bands on the tour because it was a traveling festival Yeah, yeah yeah and the night before they had a a party metallic had a party for all the other bands (laughs) so lars had this book that he had gotten made with pictures of all the bands and the band name. And he's like, I won't know everybody, but maybe I can recognize somebody's face from a band or something like this. So I just thought that was pretty cool that he put in the time to do that. Yeah, no, they they really are super respectful and just super duper kind when they don't even have to be, but Mm -hmm. they are. (laughs) How did you get the call for that? I think it was right after Lars and I met at the, uh, at the Taylor Hawkins show at at Wembley. And uh, they called us and I, I was like, I thought it was a prank. I just didn't like, really like <laughs> yeah. Metallica wants us. Oh, wow. Okay. And yeah, said yes right away. And then it, here we are. <laughs> Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So how was it for you? The Metallica's fans are pretty, you know, Metallica, like opening for them. It's, it's early in the day. It's Europe, so it's it's light outside. Yeah, no, it was really wonderful. The The, the audience has been very respectful. And uh, yeah, I know you think that, you know, they'd be like, get off the stage. We want Metallica. But they've been really, really kind and, and receptive, which is really, really cool. Luckily, you know, the new album is a bit heavier, so we can play some heavier songs yeah. and stuff. And it. And it fits. It's it's really great. You kind of got to uh, pick the set list for the audience that you're playing for, right? Yeah, I think we're lucky to have such an expansive sort of catalog of, of varying, you know, there's poppier stuff, there's heavier stuff. So we just kind of cater the set to the heavy songs and, and it works out. 
Have you learned any, anything from Metallic, even as an organization? Not so much, uh, like as learning specific things, but it's always interesting just to see how bands operate, you know, no matter the scale, you know, of, of, of their production. And for this is like the tippy top. So it's, it's really exciting just to kind of witness how everything goes. And it really, it's just a testament to if you're just a, not an asshole, how right. far everything takes you. <laughs> always kind of found, and you would know this because you've been playing in big bands since you were a teenager, but mm. it seems like the, the bigger bands are always really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, really. And so far, every every band we've toured with has just been so uh, wonderful that it's been really cool. <laughs> Spencer from uh, Ice Nine Kills was telling me that Lars came and said, hey, my, I'm the drummer from the from the headlining band. Like, <laughs> super just super humble, right? Very humble, yeah, 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 absolutely. So are you still continuing with them? throughout this entire tour even until next year they have us locked until next year which is crazy i've never known what i was going to be doing you know (laughs) next summer let alone so yeah it's it's crazy we've got a lot more shows with them you know we're doing the run out here with uh them and pantera and then next year uh doing it all again and you've got your own headlining tour coming up as well. I saw it just to get ready to Yeah, this is like our first real headline run in november it's really really exciting i uh I, I can't believe that we're finally at the point where we can sort of do our own headliner run. So it's really cool. <laughs> so how, how has it been for you over the last couple of years? Obviously, when you first start Mammoth WVH, mm-hmm. is it just, just Mammoth now? Or is it still- I, I just I just shorthand it to Mammoth all the time. I like Mammoth. Yeah. That's cool. Once again, the lineage. But when you guys, uh, you know, now like you mentioned your first headlining tour and you've really kind of grown into the band and mm-hmm. you've got some really great buzz going on and some great steam. And, and dare I say, even have gotten some respect. Yeah, um, yeah. Since since the first record, how how are things have changed for you that you've noticed? It's really crazy to you know to be now at the point where we're coming back to certain places for the second time or the third time and really noticing that there's more people or you know that it's a little bigger and more people are singing along. Like you you start to realize that it's you're starting to to pick up more and more fans. You know, my my uncle Patrick, uh, who's a part of the the whole team. Uh, he's such a data nerd. He always like looks at like the streaming counts and stuff like before we go somewhere and then after and he'll mm. screenshot it and show it to me. And it's like hard data looking at the numbers. It's like it's it's just kind of slowly mm-hmm. but surely going up, which is really cool to just be putting in the work and to see to see it come back. It's interesting because, you know, like I mentioned this before, that that there's some similarities between what I've done and what you've done, because mm-hmm. when I first started playing with Fozzie, it's like, oh, he's a pro wrestler. <laughs> How can he possibly sing? This band must suck. And then <laughs> exactly. you just keep playing. And it's like, oh, they got a top five song or whatever it may be. Yeah. Obviously, you went through the same thing, being the son of Eddie Van Halen. Oh, who, who does this guy think he is? <laughs> and, and you had some great uh, <laughs> one-liners on, on Twitter, which I'm a big <laughs> fan of myself doing, based on people just to shut the f*** up. <laughs> but that must have kind of got to you a little bit at the beginning, just because, I mean, you're going into the big leagues where everybody has an opinion now, yeah. you know, and, and downplaying your abilities because of, whose son you are mm-hmm. that, that gets you and bugs you a little bit at first obviously. i mean i've been getting that more than half my life at this point good point yeah. uh you know so i think i'm just kind of used to it i i really pick my battles on when i think it's something that's worth responding to like if it's if it's funny enough or or it's important to correct if something is you know just like outright false mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I think people are, are always like, oh, why do you do that? And you got to stop. And it's like, you have no idea how much I step over and ignore just to, to find the funny ones and stuff like that. <laughs> but I mean, overall, it's really just a matter of sort of persevering and just 
and just you just keep going and you keep playing and you just keep working and i think that's really starting to show now i think like you said too if you just keep recording great stuff and putting on great shows sooner or later nobody can say anything anymore yeah i mean at, at a certain point you is you know it's it's in the data you know it's growing you just keep going and keep playing and it's like that's all you really can do mm-hmm. you just keep grinding and i think once once you earn people's respect you've got it forever and even if you have to work twice as hard to get that respect yeah i think it's it's you know i think people people look at my last name and they think that oh it must be easier and I used to think it was more of a double-edged sword, but now, two years into my own career, it's I, I can confidently say it's more difficult mm-hmm. because people have so much, uh, you know, preconceived notions about who you are or what you should be doing, uh, and just l- what comes with the name that it's like not even worth entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning of of the career, it's like there were so many people that wouldn't even give us the time of day. And anyone that does just expects you to keep doing like Van Halen stuff. And it's like, so when the doors do open, they certainly don't stay open. You have to walk through them and do it yourself, you know? So it's, it's, it's a weird sort of thing. Cause some people, you know, will only entertain you because of the name and not actually have any interest in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then other people won't at all just because of the name. So it's, it's, you just gotta get out there and just prove yourself you i think even harder in the middle of that. yeah because i think you know in this day and age there's you know i feel like who i am and and what i do it, there's already a knee-jerk cynical response you know so it's like you're already doing that much work just to be treated like everybody else mm. you know so it's you're you're kind of working twice as hard to prove yourself which i don't mind i'll do the work and we're doing it well you got but, confidence uh, and you know you're badass <laughs> but it's so fun it's interesting it's like you know it's not like your last name is jones or thompson i mean your last name is van halen with the greatest guitar player of all time it's like being like wayne gretzky's son and going into hockey like, exactly there's no gretzky's pretty much taken by this hockey name right so just yeah. to have that name right you automatically have you know a monumental mountain that you have to climb exactly but you know what i'm i'm happy to do it you know i'm just happy to be able to prove myself and it's not like a, I think the the important key distinction is that I'm not doing exactly what my dad did I'm my own person I'm my own musician I'm writing my own stuff I'm, I'm playing everything it's different I'm doing it in my no, own and, way and that's what I was saying earlier when, you, when you, your style is, is very mo- modern rock which is great I think there's probably a lot of people who wanted to hear like oh Wolfgang's playing like this it sounds exactly like on fire this sounds like <laughs> jump it's like you can't do that you know no. it's the different decade yeah know, that's the, that's why I don't play any van halen music or have any plan to play any van halen music during my my sets i think uh you know even my dad hating do it hated doing cover songs back in the day that mm-hmm. uh, his his quote resonates with me all the time where he says i'd rather bomb with my own music than succeed with somebody else's mm-hmm. and that's exactly how i feel about playing van halen music i'd much rather fail on my own than succeed heartlessly by just playing panama <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know <laughs> i love there's another quote i read that you said where he told you and i'm probably gonna get this wrong where he said like why would you want to play my shit play your own shit exactly Make exactly up your own stuff right yeah no he'd be he'd be super proud to see me stick to my guns and and just be doing that i know? think he'd be proud of the fact that you're playing everything and making great music and <laughs> really not relying on that name you just happen to have the last name but it's yeah. like you go out there with a frankenstein guitar or whatever it may be like you said exactly yeah no i think it's i don't know i just think it's important that i i do it this way do you want a beautiful lawn 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How was it you mentioned the Taylor Hawkins uh, show? That was, was badass really, great. It was really, really wonderful. You know, that was, I think, the exception where it was the one time where I was like, okay, this would be the time to, to do it. You know, Taylor was such a huge fan. And to sort of get my own satisfaction of, of doing a direct, you know, sort of Van Halen tribute with for Dad, that it just felt like the right thing to do in that moment. And I'm really proud of it. It was really good, man. <laughs> Playing the songs just note for note, too. Is Justin Hawkins was singing? Yeah, yeah, he's wonderful, and and uh, Josh Freeze was on drums, and Dave Grohl on bass. Like just taking away all of the context and the emotional weight of the moment, just jamming with three musicians I've looked up to my whole life was so crazy. But mm-hmm. then you put everything back in, and it's like, man, I can't believe I actually pulled that off. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cool. It was very cool. When you started with Mammoth, what was your kind of mindset? Like, obviously, you knew even prior to Ed passing i mean you're not going to be with van halen forever nor should you be so what was kind of what were you thinking like when did you decide it was time to the time was right to do mammoth was it something you always knew in the back of your mind you were going to do yeah i knew it it was sort of like my logical next step and sort of discovering who i was as my own songwriter and my own musician outside of van halen which is why i had been working on it since 2015 oh okay um the, the first uh tracks for mammoth were recorded in january of 2015 I think songs like uh, Mammoth and Feel and God, what else, um, were recorded around then. And everything wasn't finished until 2018. So it was very much like a long process of trying to figure out who I was as my own musician and everything. And I think, uh, yeah, once I found that, I just I just kept digging there. But uh, once, yeah, I had to put everything on hold because Dad was, wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. And so it was... It was like kind of a choice of like, hey, do you want to go on tour for 18 months and, and do this cycle or do you want to be with your dad? And I, mm-hmm. I chose to put everything on Which hold. Which was the right choice, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you write Distance about him, for him? Had that song already existed? He, he had had, you know, a couple scares in the past and uh, I had wrote written uh, Distance around then. It was like late 2015, I think, when I when I wrote that. Uh, which is kind of weird to have been writing a song about almost like predicting how I would feel in the future. And it just seemed like the right thing to do to put that out first, even though, you know, in the grand scheme of, of the catalog of Mammoth, it felt weird to to lead with that song. But I think contextually in the moment, it just felt like the right mm-hmm. thing to do. Did you ever take lessons or is this just all natural? To... I think everybody thinks that my dad like <laughs> yeah, yeah. strictly woke me up and, and, and was <laughs> like, you do practice your scales. And yeah. it's like, no, I... He, the only thing he directly taught me was how to play drums. Uh, mm. He had like magazines on a table and he was like, with this, you know, do this. And then with this one, put the kick in between that and that's highway to hell. And uh, right, the second, right, right. The second he, he saw I could do that, he uh, he bought me a, a V-drum kit. And then for my birthday, the next year, got me a, an acoustic kit. But uh, yeah, that's where I started. And then when it came to guitars, I really taught myself through just like kind of in middle school, like looking at, tar- at guitar tabs for like System of a Down and <laughs> and stuff like that, uh, really just kind of teaching myself. And I think that's important because I I was able to develop my own 
sort of voice and flavor of, of playing stuff rather sure. than just being a copy of dad. And I thought that Who was, was your favorite important. guitar players when you were growing up, <sighs> man, I was, I was really into, I mean, there wasn't any, any specific like shreddy guitar players that I was directly following. It was just kind of a bunch of bands like, uh, tool was a really big band for me, kind of gotcha. uh, expanding yeah. my, my musical knowledge. And, uh, you know, I noticed I became a way better drummer when I learned how to, play tool songs um but yeah <laughs> wasn't it at a tool concert where was the famous somebody took a picture or wanted ed to take a picture of you what was that story <laughs> yeah it was it was uh the end of the the show and some guy just wanted a, a picture of himself with the stage, the stage behind him and he walked up to dad he's like hey can you take a picture and we you know it being dad it was like oh okay he wants to take a picture but then he just stood by the stage by himself and it was like oh that's really fun it like such a funny little little story that i just i loved so much like it wasn't so much a like how dare you not know who he is it was like dad just looked like a dad like of course sure. you wouldn't know who he was but uh just not him not having any idea that eddie van halen just took his picture was was super funny i wonder if that guy ever found out that, that oh was, he did he, he did? did one of the one of his friends had, had messaged me and it was really, really funny. It was like a really just cute story. Just I loved great. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> were you in bands when you were in high school? Uh, I had a group of friends that I played with in high school, but we never, like, we never had a an official band that mm -hmm. we like toured or you know played shows or anything. It was just kind of like uh, having fun and playing random covers and stuff. <laughs> it's so crazy. When I was a kid, everybody was in a band. Yeah. Like there was like five high school bands in my high school, and then five <laughs> more in each high school around. Now my kids, there's no, no kids are playing in bands anymore. Yeah. I feel like everybody's just kind of bedroom guitarists and just kind of learning what they want to learn. Yeah. And, like, and guitar hero to social media and stuff. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> so how, how old were you when you actually joined Van Halen? 15. Fuck. I remember that too. They put you in sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was 15. How was that for you? Like obviously being a kid. Yeah. I mean, I had rehearsed so much and played that it, it was just fun to be there with uh, with my family, with my dad and, and Al, and just kind of there to support my dad and to help make everything happen, you know, because dad didn't want to do it without me there. Mm. So I felt obligated to to make sure everything was okay. You know, I helped write the set lists and everything. And You could tell. <laughs> you could tell. Because you had so many, like, the full bug. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Like there's I, no way. I made sure to, to, you know, to just give the best you know just give 110 percent. you know just to make sure everything could be as good as it could be was ed kind of mentally not not gonna say not all there but were you kind of like a support system for him that's why he wanted you yeah it was his plane. first you know sober tour since the balance tour so right. he was very you know he used the alcohol as sort of a, a coping method to get rid of his anxiety and stuff so being you know free of that was a really tough thing for him to to grasp and he, he still had problems throughout mm -hmm. but uh you know uh, having me there really helped ground him and, and make it happen. How did you approach the, the, the baselines for that? Because there's some great stuff. And I actually if I want to talk about uh, a different kind of truth because your bass playing is filler on that, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but how did you approach that playing these classic songs? Because obviously, you know, people are mad about this and other thing. I never cared. I just was happy Van Halen was touring. I thought it was cool. <laughs> but how did you approach that as a young guy? And plus with all the animosity you're getting just for being there? Yeah, I definitely just tried to you know, bring my own thing to it. I certainly didn't, I didn't try to play everything note for note, you know, it was really just a matter of keeping it fun and, and sort of putting my own spin on it. And you really liked being on the road? 
Yeah, it was really fun. You know, I, I uh, just really it was just being able to travel uh, with dad and mm-hmm. and make music and, and, and just have a good time. It was really a really good time. So for the set list that you kind of put together, how did you kind of choose some of the more obscure tunes and how did you get them? How did you get the other guys to play them? <laughs> really, it was just a matter of just trying to, you know, be like, hey, you guys just play the same songs over and over again. It's like, let's play the hits, but let's every now and then bring out something fun. I really made sure to do that. And on the third tour, I was a part of the, the last one in mm-hmm. 2015, you know, playing things like Drop Dead Legs and, and Dirty Movies, opening with Light Up the Sky yeah. and stuff like that, you know. So I made sure to really go nuts for that one because we had already toured twice and, you know, we didn't have a, a new album. It was just a live album for that one. So I made sure to go nuts. <laughs> have you ever seen the the final show at the Hollywood Bowl? Yeah. The, yeah. The, there's, one, there's a great one on YouTube where somebody mm-hmm. took three or four different cameras mm-hmm. and edit it together yeah, i watch really it probably cool. once every six months or so <laughs> it's a great gig man yeah it's really cool i don't know if i could yeah. i could bring bring myself to, to look at that. it now but yeah. but yeah no it's those were you know i remember uh those last two shows and i remember thinking man if that was it those are some good shows to go out on was it two shows at the hollywood bowl yeah it was the uh it was the second and the fourth october what a cool thing to be able to say that you did be in a band with your dad yeah <laughs> it was pretty That was really special. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N dot com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Let's talk about different kind of truth. So what sure. was kind of the mindset of when you guys started doing that? Because I know you're pretty instrumental in that record. Just probably holding things together, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was it was a matter of like, hey, you know, we've been doing this for a while. And most bands, you know, we're forgetting the other part. There's touring and then there's also, you know, recording. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, they hadn't done that in a, in a very long time. So I thought it was worth another look, but I think there were, I think a lot of people didn't really like the way dad wrote music at that point. People change, people grow and they, Mm -hmm. and they change and his writing process was a bit different. So I thought it was important to maybe go back and look at things from the old days that could maybe put us in that sort of mindset of of writing things like that and so that's where that idea of going to those old demo ideas kind of went into and Mm. i thought uh, that was a good place to start were most of those songs older demos yeah yeah i think there are let's see i mean things like we started way back in in 2009 Uh, i think we did bullet head what else it was bullet head it was uh, let's get rocking which became out of space and uh she's the woman those were the first three that we had done and the og she's the woman had like the bridge in that was the bridge from mean street so it was mm. just like kind of it was all just in that old area of of the classics that just felt to felt like a good idea to kind of revisit and just to get in that sort of headspace you know i love chinatown where you and ed kind of almost doing a eat him and smile billy she and steve Vine that was trailer. one of my that was one of my favorite songs and we didn't even care if people liked that song i think we just played it live because we had such a fun time playing it you <laughs> <laughs> trading solos off with, with, with BBH. yeah it was really fun no it was it was it was cool to see and like i said like that's to me where you really said to everybody hey 
like me or don't like me, check this shit out. Yeah, I remember there was a lot of people that said that they that it was probably just dad playing on the album, but yeah, yeah, yeah. hard to ignore when, when we do it live then. <laughs> yeah. I, I doubt he would want you in the band and not have you play as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so now with, with Mammoth and once again with all the, the cool things that are happening in this day and age to do press for the record and you know there's videos to do and you're doing jimmy kimmel and all this other stuff and it's basically all on on you you're yeah. the face of this project man so yeah how, how is that for you it's very different for me because i'm i'm a very soft-spoken guy i'm a very introverted person so to be forced to be an extrovert uh is sort of <laughs> taking me out of my comfort zone for sure uh i mean just I think it's just because I have such a good time in the studio. I don't really think like, oh, yeah, now I'm the face of this and I have mm. to do everything I wouldn't normally be comfortable with. But uh, I think you just start to open up over time. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Do you enjoy doing like the press for it? It depends. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, something like this is really fun because it's just hanging out and talking. Yeah. But when, you know, there's plenty of people who just use that opportunity to to milk anything they can out of Van Halen questions because, right. you know, Van Halen was famously sort of tight-lipped and only talked whenever there was anything to talk about. But I love that. And so why would that change now? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially yeah. when there's, you know, there's nothing to talk about anymore. Right. You know, there, there's no Van Halen without that. So I don't know why. But it's important or, you know, it's, it's, it's cool now that we're on the second album. You know, I think it was definitely something to expect the first time around. But this time around, now that there's really nothing to talk about, it's nice to be able to focus on, on Mammoth 100%. Yeah, like every band has a gimmick, right? So Kiss has makeup and Slipknot <laughs> has masks and Mammoth has the Van Halen kid and Fozzie <laughs> has the wrestling guy. Exactly. And that lasts about as long as one record. Yeah, you just kind of need to prove yourself and keep going and, and, yeah. and prove why you should be taken seriously, you know? And uh, I think that's all I can do is just keep going and, and keep doing it. And the longer I stick around... Uh, and being able to play my stuff, you know, the more serious it should be taken, I guess. Let's talk about the video for another celebration. Yeah. Uh, it's quite long. Yeah. I thought, I think it was a fun sort of new start, you know, uh, to, uh, and we're, we're definitely with our next video that we just recorded. It's going to be, I think a lot of the heavy lifting done in another celebration and sort of telling that story, you know, we're really piggybacking off of that and it's not going to be as crazy long. But yeah, I just thought it'd be a fun thing to do. It's an idea I had as a sequel to the Don't Back Down video where I fire all of the me's, you know, and then and then and then bring on the live band. And so it's it's just kind of fun. You know, it's important to not take yourself too seriously. So I, I think it's it's just fun to, you know, to joke around and stuff. It's uh, well, that's something that's part of your DNA. <laughs> Lord knows that VH never took themselves too seriously. Exactly. That's part of the fun of rock and roll, right? Exactly. So I'm I'm really excited for the for the next video. I think people are gonna <laughs> are gonna dig it. <laughs> How is it for you being out on the road and having people come up to you and you know ask you for an autograph and want a picture? It's crazy, you know. I think uh, I don't know. It's 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 definitely it's a really weird thing to kind of be doing this on my own now, and it's 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 really an honor to 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 be respected as my own musician and stuff it's 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 really it's really cool you know like i said you know we're we're playing places multiple times now and coming back and seeing people like sing the lyrics and stuff it's like wow you guys are actually listening like this isn't a joke yeah, yeah. <laughs> that somebody's like playing on me it's like i don't have people behind my back it's sort of like stringing me along and paying people to sing stuff <laughs> right. and making it's it's like hey this is actually a thing 
<laughs> do you also kind of uh, understand the, the not the responsibility? You understand why people want to say, "Hey, I'm a Van Halen fan," or "I love it." Like you are now the holder of the flag. Of yeah, this. it's almost like a sense of pride. I think. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of Van Halen fans feel this uh, sense of pride and ownership over me in a in a weird but funny way. Like it, it's all rooted in a positive way. So I totally get it. <laughs> so how about being on tour and, and all the kind of the, the the trials and tribulations of being on the road? Obviously, with your Van Halen, I'm sure it's a much bigger operation. But yeah, but it's Mammoth it, is yours. Yeah, I, I I'm really enjoying, you know, growing and 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 working on this, you know, from the ground up. It's more satisfying than any other touring thing I've ever done before because it's it's something that's that I can fully call my own and and to be able to pour myself into it and to and to and to grow it and to put every bit of effort into it is uh, I don't know. No no work feels like it's going to waste. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy uh everything i do that that works towards you know uh just kind of getting in front of more people and playing more and just being able to do this it's also good for you to have the experience of playing you know the venues that you're playing on your own which are great mm-hmm. and then playing stadiums with metallica it's like two sides of the coin yeah sure. we've played all uh, we've played so many different different venues it's it's if anything i enjoy playing the the, the smaller venues mm-hmm. because it's i don't know i feel like a lot gets lost in a stadium i feel like stadiums are too big mm-hmm. <laughs> you know imagine if that's where you had to play every single night like yeah. the or the stones it's, or- it's crazy you know i i would i don't know if i was that level i would much rather play like a couple nights at an arena mm-hmm. than one big night at a stadium i feel like not everybody gets the best show or the best angle for a stadium I remember know? 10 years ago the stones did a tour where they did a club show an arena show and a stadium show in the same city that's really cool i think that's pretty fun. i dig that that's yeah. the idea right that, that that's a really cool idea i like that a lot so how is it for you as a front man? Like, once again, you, you got a guitar, so you're singing. But if it's a stadium, are you leading chants and cheers? Are you just kind of doing your own it thing? It depends. I think uh, with, with Metallica, it's like I know that most most of the crowd can't wait for me to get off the stage because they're ready for Metallica. <laughs> right. So it's like the best you can do is, is this sort of like audition and be able to, if you can win a couple people, you know, then job well done. You know, so I'm, it's really just a matter of getting in playing the best you can and getting out. That's great. <laughs> you know? It's an audition. Exactly. <laughs> We're here to play music that you drink your beer to. <laughs> exactly. Right? While you're shopping for merch, you can listen to <laughs> us and see if you dig it. We did a, a show, actually a stadium here with Maiden, SoFi Stadium? No, not SoFi. Yeah, yeah. SoFi. Bank of California, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. And when we were playing it, it was like the same thing. Like, come on. And so we, we finished with Dirty Deeds, ACDC cover. Oh, and yeah, finally oh, got them. Yeah. So or at least we got them on that one. Yeah, no, it's, it's really fun to... to to test that because sometimes you don't always win them but win them over but if you do it's like a job well done it's it's fun it keeps you on your toes instead of for you know a headline crowd that's just happy that you're there you right know, those right. are always wonderful but it's it's really fun to 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 test yourself and be like sure. okay you know this isn't our usual crowd so let's see if yeah there's if fun can... in both the, the smaller venues you're preaching to the choir they're here to see you exactly the bigger ones you're trying to gain as many people to the choir as you can exactly it's uh, being able to it's it's an honor enough just to be able to be put in front of that many people and if you can win one of them over then job well done do you want a beautiful lawn enter true green the easiest way to get a great lawn just water and mow and they'll do the rest weed control fertilization aeration and more true green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the pga tour and they have a verified best price which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality you do you let true green do your lawn care visit truegreen.com t-r-u-g-r-e-e-n.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed
Are you a gearhead like your dad was? Yeah, I mean we're uh, we're currently working on a on a new guitar that'll be out next year. That's great. So that's yeah, it's basically just kind of you know figuring out what works for you and 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 just kind of going with it. Luckily the the fifty one fifty three amps are so wonderful. That's not something I need to to be searching for because I already got it. But the, in terms of guitars, yeah, it's uh, who are you working with? Uh, working with Fender under under EVH uh, okay. or EVH under Fender and and. Uh, you know, I've to out of a desire to kind of form my own sound. I, I've I've ended up going to uh, semi hollow guitars, but uh, you know, EVH doesn't have a semi hollow guitar. So most you know classic semi hollows are they sound wonderful, but the the necks are always really really big like baseball bats, and it doesn't really it's not really easy to to shred a bunch mm. on them. So at EVH, we're putting together uh, the SA one twenty six naming it after dad's birthday and uh it's sort of the the, the best of, of of a classic semi-hollow with 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 the tone but then the neck is very shreddy and very what you would expect from from evh so it's uh it's very exciting i can't wait for people to try even it. that's so crazy too i'm just as you're talking thinking about like oh we're talking about the name and all this stuff but even like Ed had such a distinctive sound, like the brown sound. Like, mm-hmm. So even that would be like, well, he doesn't sound like Edward Van Halen. Like, <laughs> how am I supposed to? It's not even the same guy, right? Exactly. No, I think it's uh, that's that's one of my main things. It's very important for me to have my own voice and my own sound. And and I think we've 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 gotten that done with Mammoth. How are you a different player than 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 Eddie? I don't know. I think. Uh, when it comes to mammoth, it, focusing on on everything and, and playing every instrument is definitely more of my my specialty. And uh, and you know, I, I I guess I I see myself as more of a songwriter than than mm. either than a musician on either on on any uh, instrument. I think I focus more on the entirety of the song rather than you know because I have to because I'm putting it all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was there? I mean, I remember seeing you on the sammy reunion tour come out on stage and playing some solos and all that sort of thing did you ever do anything that that edward went holy shit how'd you do that (laughs) yeah i mean i think just overall you know he really loved listening to you know because there were i had a lot of stuff recorded uh for mammoth and he was he was just really proud of it just to see me put it all together and and to and to be playing everything was Mm -hmm. just uh, uh, a thing he was really proud of (laughs) when you play everything how do you kind of gel? Because obviously, if we're gonna if we're gonna jam, I'm thinking like a bass player. You're thinking like a guitar player. He's thinking like a drummer. You got to think. <laughs> can you switch on and off? Because it's like, listen, when you get a guitar player who switches to bass, it's never the same as a guy who's a bass player since he was you know 12 years old, right? Yeah, I I think you know starting on the drums. I think I have a very, I, I take a very rhythmic approach to everything, and so I think that's what's really fun is. Is starting with the drums and then the bass and then the guitar. I think everything locks really rhythmically, you know. And coming from the perspective of a drummer, I think a lot of the riffs I write are sort of based in that sort of rhythmic sort of mm. thing. There's, you know, like the that song "Right" on the new album. It's, yeah. it's very sort of a percussive sort of riff, and I yeah. think that's it's really more about sort of locking everything in 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 the tightest and, and grooviest way because it's like. I don't know because I'm I'm playing to myself and it's like I can only react the way I do to certain things. So it kind of really lines up and it's really fun how we can put it all together. Yeah, once again, it's not like you're producing yourself too. You're not like you know doing a Malmsteen where you're just like I'm, this is mine and everybody else can <laughs> off. No, right? it's important to have that other voice to kind of keep you from getting lost in everything, and that's what Elvis is for me for sure. How about when you're playing with the band? Is is there obviously live guys are going to do their own interpretations of it, and mm-hmm. that's 
what you want. No, that's absolutely important. I encourage that. I think, uh, you know, as long as you're playing the same song, but I yeah, think yeah. it's important for them to kind of put themselves into it instead of trying to recreate exactly what's on the album. And that's why it's really fun live. It's sort of a, a different, but just as great, uh, equally, uh, thing on its own, uh, that it kind of breathes in its own way. And I think it's, I think it's really fun. So as we start to wind down here, obviously the new record's coming out. You're very proud of it. Kind of what's the what's the next step after this tour? Just to tour and go everywhere that we can go. <laughs> I think, you know, we, we just announced our run in November, uh, which will be really exciting. And then from there, I think next year is wide open to, to be able to do whatever we want. Is there some markets you haven't been to yet that you think you're going to... I would really love to do the Pan Pacific and, and do uh, Australia, New Zealand, Japan. I think that'd be really fun because we haven't been over there yet. And I, sure. would, I would really love to go over there. Well, the, probably the last time you were there was when Van Halen did the Tokyo Dome, right? Yeah, in 2013. What did you think of that live record? Is that off the soundboard? Yeah, no, that was that was, that was really fun. I, I you know That was a really special show, too. That was one of our biggest shows we'd ever had. The Tokyo Dome is huge. It's huge, yeah. And yeah, it was a, that was a really fun really fun trip i really enjoyed that never thought of van halen being that big in japan but that's i mean tokyo dome's sixty thousand people yeah it was pretty pretty crazy uh the crowds over there are, are insane like they're it's funny like you get to learn how how certain crowds are throughout the the world and uh they're really polite and respectful they'll clap like crazy and then they'll immediately stop yeah. <laughs> ready for the next song and it's like you're used to like you almost think that they don't like you but no they're just like waiting for yeah. the next song you know and yeah, no, they're 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 really, watching too. Like exactly. even for wrestling, it's very quiet. You'd be yeah, like, these guys are because they're just really invested. <laughs> yeah, then you do a nice like little arm lock thing. It'll be like <laughs> clapping. Yay! They appreciate the technicality. Exactly, of it. exactly. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I I can't wait to get over there with Mammoth for our first time. Was that the biggest show you'd ever played? The Tokyo Dome. Yeah, with Van Halen, I'm I'm pretty sure. I can't even remember. I played so many shows, but that mm. was definitely one of the most memorable. How about for 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 Mammoth? Man, with Mammoth. I mean, recently doing all the festivals overseas, uh, playing playing Download on the main stage was was a really crazy. We opened the main stage at Download. It's great. That was, that was a really crazy. <laughs> We've done that before because it's like 12, 12 noon, yeah. and there's forty thousand people waiting. Yeah, literally, it was just a sea of people as yeah. for like as far back as you can see. Like, there's no one going to be here at noon. They're still <laughs> passed out in the tent. Like, <laughs> nope, they're there. Everybody's there. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it was very daunting, but it was very exciting. What other festivals did you do? Man, we did Download, Grass Pop. So you did all those ones, yeah. Yeah, Grass Pop, we did. Uh, Hellfest. Hell, yeah, or we, did, we didn't do Hellfest. Okay. We did uh, Resurrection Fest. Man, so many. It's all mm. such a blur. We were just out for so long. <laughs> just being home is, is such a trip. <laughs> well, once again, too, though, you know, when you're playing all these shows, you got to be the front man, lead guitar player, and singer. Yeah. Is that, does your voice hold up all the time? Yeah, luckily, uh, you know, so far I'll knock on wood here <laughs> that it's it's been holding up. But it really, yeah, that's the toughest thing, really, is like uh, just making sure you get enough rest and sleep. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of trials <laughs> on this last tour where, like, the the bus AC gave out and then we had to swap a bus because our bus broke down and uh, a lot of life that you can't predict, mm -hmm. you know, and that can definitely get in the way of your performance. So it's, it's really tough to be able to, that's really the hard work is making sure that you're ready, especially as a singer. Cause it's not, you know, guitar, you just restring the guitar. Mm -hmm. You can't restring your vocals. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're right. So you really gotta, to, to just play it safe. Well, and that's the hard part. That's what, Alice Cooper said they don't pay me for the two hours on stage they pay me for the 22 hours 
of the rest of the day. Exactly. You know, and like you said, when your AC goes out, you'll be like, oh, whatever, dude, I defy anybody to travel in that bus over there. You see, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. And then you don't get any sleep. And then, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're sweaty and, oh, there's no showers. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, you really need to be prepared for anything. Then there's the other side of the coin in the wintertime when the heater goes out. <laughs> And you can and you're breathing and seeing your breath. Yeah, you're that's wearing good. your. That's good as a singer too. Wearing your winter winter Everything. jacket and your bunk gloves. <laughs> it's like want to be you want to be a rock and roll star. Yeah, here you go, man. Yeah, it's it's a lot more than I think people realize. Last few questions for you on the new record. What's your favorite song? Right is definitely one of my favorites. I think it's the perfect combination of sort of my my mission statement of of, of songwriting, which is. You know, to be as, as heavy as you can be, but melody is, is still really mm-hmm. important to me. Uh, I'm really proud of, of just uh, the evolution of the sound from the first to the second album. I think taking more chances with songs like Take a Bow or Better Than You that are like close to seven minutes, you know, it's mm-hmm. sort of a different exercise. And I think the live, whole, you know, playing live really informed the rest of the album as as we recorded it because it was like, I think I had the desire for for heavier and, and more up-tempo songs to play live. And I think you can hear that on songs like Another Celebration and Right and, and Optimist that, uh, man, just once the album's out, I can't wait to play everything. What's the second single? It's uh, Like a Pastime was the uh, That's... was the second song we released. Then we did Take a Bow. And this will be out by the time. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I'm All Right. Is the, I'm All Right. The, That's what I was thinking. Sorry, I forgot the name of it. It's going to be the That's new video. That's a killer tune, man. It's going to be the new video and uh, going to be the the next single so yeah that's got a different vibe from from the rest of the record too, exactly really i think it's it. it's important to show that how many different colors that the album yeah. has and i think between uh, another celebration like a pastime take a bow and i'm all right they're they're all so different but cohesive that it's it's exciting who's your favorite song to play live with van halen huh. really you know it's we played so many of the classics all the time that really we were so excited by the b-sides so being able to play things like dirty movies and drop dead legs mm-hmm. and how to love again and but i think the most fun song to play was probably chinatown dad and i had a lot of fun playing that all the time that you know we didn't even <laughs> we didn't even care if people liked that song we yeah, just yeah. put it on the set list just so we could we could play it because it's so fun to play <laughs> well, like i said there's there's some real gymnastics on that one yeah i'm really proud of the of the performance yeah, uh, yeah. Of, of everything i did on that album <laughs> you think uh edward would be happy with all the stuff you've been doing lately man i wish he could hear this album because he he would uh he'd be really really proud he'd be losing it last question what's your favorite solo that you've played and your favorite solo that evh played i think right now take a bow uh, is something i'm really proud of uh, that's, that's a killer too yeah man. it was, it was very it, epic it was, yeah it's a it's a, a different sort of solo for me very long form in comparison to anything i've done before so i'm really proud of that i'm also excited about the solo on right i think that's a really fun aggressive solo when it comes to dads let's see i really like i mean i like all of it so like take this with a grain of salt like anything I really, a solo I think is really fun is the solo on Amsterdam, uh, which is uh, hmm. on balance. Mm-hmm. I really like how, f- like, that's just a wacky, fun solo. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's worth a, another look if you haven't listened to that song in a while. That's I think really that whole solo. album is. I think people kind of underestimated it because the band was in flux, but that's some great stuff on there. Yeah, I really, I mean, I grew up with that album because I was the, I mean, I was just born when Foreign Lawful Con Knowledge came out. Right. But, uh, but yeah, balance. There's a lot of good music on, on all of that. 
I always loved his, just the riff on Finish What You Started. No one's yeah. ever played anything like that before. <laughs> exactly. You know I mean, like, no one's played that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, out of all of the Van Halen, you know, wannabes, no one's done that. Yeah, it know? was, but, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. But yeah, the solo in Amsterdam, I think, is a really fun song. Well, dude, it's great talking to you, man. Dude, again, likewise. Thank you so much for having me. on all your success and for yeah. sticking it up the haters' asses. <laughs> You're a great player, and this is going to be some real good stuff for you coming up. Thanks so, so much, brother. Cheers, this man. This was great.